If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I celebrate two birthdays on the show. First, Terry Funk, I mean, one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. Bully shares some stories about Terry Funk you do not want to miss. Also, speaking of birthdays, we also talk to my good friend, Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah, it's birthday celebration at its finest for Cody Rhodes. I got gifts. I got cake. Do I have the opportunity to give it to Cody? And speaking of Cody, we do have Fighter Fest night number one coming up on Wednesday. We talk about that going up against the Great American Bash with NXT. And I have some very emotional and personal thoughts about that battle on Wednesday. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. By the way, it's Cody's birthday. Make sure that you wish him a happy birthday on social media. And then stick around because don't tell him. When the interview is over, we got a birthday celebration for Cody. I don't care about that son of an egg sucking dog's birthday. It's my birthday too. I'm over here at the Double Cross Ranch in Amarillo, and I'm going to brand that son of a bitch. I don't care about his daddy. I don't care about his daddy's daddy, Cody Rhodes, you egg-sucking dog. (laughs) Happy birthday as well, Bully, as you said, to... I think one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. When I have my Mount Rushmore, that man is on it. He's also my number two. You know I love my laminated list, Bully. He's number two on my list of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Happy birthday to the iconic Terry Funk. God bless the Funker. One of my heroes in this business. There are not a lot of guys... I think I might look up to Terry Funk more than just about any other wrestler that I've ever looked up to. Um, Obviously, being a fan of his, his career, what he has been able to do, how he's been able to become one of the most hated heels in any territory he wrestled in. Think about the stuff he was able to do with Flair. Think about the stuff that he was able to do with Dusty. Think of the stuff that he was able to do with Jerry Lawler. Yep. Uh, Terry is, he's a master of his craft. I call him every year on his birthday. And when the show's over today, I'll be calling him again. He'll, I'll say, hey, Terry, it's Bubba. And he'll go, who? Bubba. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, Terry, it's Bully. Who the fuck is this? Uh, yeah, he won't know. I'll have to remind him like over and over again, but I don't care because I get to talk to Terry Funk on his birthday. That's awesome. And you know what, Bully? Like, I can't think of anybody because, listen, Ric Flair had some of the greatest feuds of all time, but a lot of people were split, you know, when it came to Ric Flair because he was so cool that it was hard to really hate Ric Flair. You know, he had the women, he had the suit. Terry Funk, when you look at those iconic feuds with Terry Funk, he was, I, I can't think of somebody who's more loved now as like you said, a mentor and somebody that was really so inspirational when it came to so many avenues of professional wrestling. I mean, Terry Funk could Matt wrestle like Dory Funk and be an NWA champion. And then he could, you know, have his head going through a table and be like kind of that legendary hardcore wrestler as well. I don't think there's been somebody who has done more in the professional wrestling business in different avenues than Terry Funk. And he is so loved now. He's beloved. But you mentioned those feuds, the feud with Jerry Lawler, the feud with Dusty Rhodes, the feud with Ric Flair. He was the most despised, most hated wrestler in those feuds. And Tommy and I did a show on the greatest feuds of all time. You can make a case that feud with Dusty Rhodes could be the greatest feud of all time. And I love that word that you use, despised, because it's a word that I have used throughout my whole career. I don't want to be hated. I want to be despised. And that's what Terry Funk was. It's the next level of hatred. Um, and when Terry Funk came to the ring, you wanted to see somebody punch him in the mouth. You wanted to see Terry Funk get his ass kicked. Um, Terry Funk, the godfather of ECW and what he meant to a lot of us personally, <clears throat> not because he was willing to go out there and do all the crazy hardcore stuff or the barbed wire, blah, blah, blah. It's because a guy in his mid to late 50s <clears throat> was willing to come into a fledgling company and help put it on the map, completely putting his ego in the back seat, comes into ECW and says, I see something special here. I want to work with every single one of these guys here and help put this company on the map. And Terry Funk did. Yeah, and I think somebody that whose name should be talked about more when they talk about the greatest of all time. When people talk about the greatest of all time and they talk about the Mount Rushmores, they never mention Terry Funk's name. I think that's a crime because I do truly believe he's one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. And when I was in college, you know, you remember the movie Beyond the Mat, the documentary Beyond the Mat. Like, you know, me and my buddies would see him drinking that Coors Light, you know, after the ECW pay-per-view in the back while he's getting all stitched up and he's drinking a Coors Light. So me and my buddies would call it Funks. We would call Coors Light Funks. Get me a Funk and we'd do forever. For I mean, it's so iconic. I mean, my, my, my leg is actually shaking because I honestly get so jonesed when I talk about Terry Funk. I really do. Like he is, he's so underappreciated there. Fucking love Terry Funk. Happy birthday Terry Funk, man. The night that uh, him and Cactus Jack decided to wrap a towel around the chair and then tape the towel to the chair and light it on fire and Cactus hits Terry Funk with the flaming chair, which I don't think had ever been done before. And a piece of the tape burned off the chair and flew onto Terry's arm, either a piece of the tape or a piece of the towel, and it stuck to Terry's arm. 
He got a really, really horrible second-degree burn. And Terry Funk comes back through the curtain in the ECW arena, and he is livid. He is throwing chairs all over the locker room, flipping tables, yelling, screaming, cursing as pistol. I've never seen Terry Funk pissed off ever. Terry Funk was so mad. And I was a young boy in ECW. So I had only been in the company for probably about two or three months. And the locker room in the arena was very, very long and very big. And I I went to the complete opposite end of the locker room to get as far away from Terry Funk as possible. I didn't even want to be in his eyesight. I did not want to be near the ire of this man. And there was this giant fan, like one of those stand-up, portable, giant, huge fans. And I decided at 403 pounds that that giant fan would hide me. I could hide behind this giant fan and Terry Funk would never see me. And I'm hiding behind it. I'm trying to make myself look small, which at 403 could be difficult, right? And Terry Funk keeps walking towards me and towards me and towards me. And I realize, well, he's not walking towards me. He's just walking to the back of the locker room because he's trying to calm down. And the farther he got back into the locker room, the more he calmed down, the more he calmed down, the more he calmed down. I came out from behind the fan. And as any good young boy wrestler would do, I said, Terry, are you okay? Can I get you anything? Boom! He smacked me right across the face. If I needed anything, I would tell you, you fat bastard. Fantasy Sports Radio is 10 years old, and we're celebrating the top performers of the decade with the Diamond Awards. Here are Fantasy Football All-Decade Team announced Wednesday morning at 9 Eastern. Way beyond Bell, touchdown. Plus, our Fantasy Baseball All-Decade Team Friday morning at 9 Eastern. Out of here, Mike Brown. And find out how you can be inducted into the Subscriber Ring of Honor. The 10th anniversary of Fantasy Sports Radio on Sirius. 210 XM87 Sirius XM app and however you stream at home. Bully had some amazing stories to share about Abdul the Butcher and Terry Funk. Terry Funk celebrating, I believe, his 75th birthday today. Bully. Don't forget Stu Hart. I love the Stu Hart story. Oh, and the Stu Hart story. My wrist will never feel the same after hearing that story. If you missed a moment, go to the Sirius XM app, listen on demand. Also on the Sirius XM app. You could uh, not only listen to past shows, but also videos that we have up there. Currently, our interview with Edge is up on the SiriusXM app. Mike, our video guy, does a tremendous job. And then while you're at it, get some exclusive content uh, from the Busted Open podcast. Subscribe and rate, if you will. And at 11 a.m., the hits just keep on coming because it's also Cody's birthday and we're going to be celebrating his birthday. We're going to have him on to talk about night number one of Fighter Fest. And I got some gifts for Cody. That bully, I think this is going to definitely get me in his good graces. And I think after receiving these gifts, it's hard to do. Obviously, we can't do it, you know, one-on-one in studio. But we'll be doing it on Zoom. So uh, I think he'll like these gifts. And I think I'll be reinstated to AEW. And speaking of Cody... Uh, Fighter Fest night number one is coming up. 
And before we get back into the conversation with Sasha Banks, and actually this kind of coincides with our conversation about Sasha Banks, because I mentioned about now you're going to start seeing Sasha on every show, kind of like what we saw with Charlotte. You said, Bully, hey, you know what? This is nowhere near that because Charlotte was so kind of... You know, I, I guess um, what would be the word uh, oversaturated for so long that it's different because Sasha was off of TV for a while. And she hasn't really been pushed. So it won't be so bad to see Sasha Banks on Raw, on SmackDown and on NXT. Obviously, NXT and this is pretty smart by NXT, though. I think it's kind of dastardly and I'll explain that in a second. Um, Fighter Fest is coming up night number one on Wednesday. Counter-programming, as you always said, the reason what we see NXT on USA is counter-programming for AEW. We are going to see the Great American Bash for the first time in some time on Wednesday on NXT. We've never seen Great American Bash a part of NXT, but we're going to see it on Wednesday as counter-programming to Fighter Fest. Um, a little bit of a low blow, if you ask me. Obviously, Great American Bash comes from the mind of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes is presenting Fighter Fest on Wednesday. And NXT is giving you the Great American Bash on Wednesday. And talking about Sasha Banks, Bully, I said, well, hell, maybe Sasha Banks after Wednesday is going to be your NXT women's champion. But... Unfortunately, the match on Wednesday with Io Shirai and Sasha Banks is a non-title match. That, I'm sorry, Bully, makes absolutely no sense to me. You're going to have a big show that you're touting as this great show, the return of the Great American Bash. It's going to be on NXT. Your main event is Io Shirai and Sasha Banks, and it's a non-title match? I'm sorry. That's a complete disconnect to me, Bully. It's just counter-programming. It's what NXT has been since day one to AEW. It's been a defensive move by the WWE. Last week, that defensive move worked out really well. Because last week, for the first time in a long time, and probably for only the second or third time since this little competition has started, NXT beat AEW in the ratings. So we have Fighter Fest going up against the Great American Bash. Calling it the Great American Bash, um, is it happenstance or is it a, uh, a cold, hard, calculated FU and giant middle finger to AEW and Cody and Dustin in particularly? I'm going to take you back about a year ago, Dave, and I, I want to see if you agree or disagree with a comment by Chris Jericho. Okay. Remember when we had him on the show in studio and he said, this is not a war. Still believe it? No. Uh, there are times that I would agree with him. But as of right now, when you see this counter programming and that, you know, how much of a deal people are making about the ratings, especially like this rare ratings loss this last week when it comes to AEW. Uh, no, I, th I think, uh, I think it is. I think it is. I think it is a war between two shows on Wednesday nights because, and here's the reason why, because I think if NXT picked another night other than Wednesday night, that NXT would really thrive and be more successful than what it is. But they chose to put it on Wednesday as a clear case of counter programming. 
I mean, the Great American Bash, the show that we're going to see on Wednesday being called the Great American Bash, I'm sorry, but that, that's, a, that's a shot fired, in my opinion. Let me ask you this. If not the Great American Bash, then what could they have called it? If they had to give it a name and a moniker. Oh, geez, they could have called it anything. There's a million things they could have called it other than the Great American Bash. They, you know what? Why not come up with something unique? And something just to, to NXT, you know, like a, a name that hasn't been used in pay-per-views before. Something unique that when you think of it, you think of NXT. Why is NXT throwing out the Great American Bash, throwing out war games? You know, why not? It is the 4th of co- July weekend. It is 4th of July weekend. There's no 4th Great of American July Bash, week. 4th of July, 4th of July week. You know, can't make, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, the last the last time the event was held was on June eleventh, two thousand. So um, let's not forget the first Great American Bash that WWE had with that incredible main event. My God, what a great main event that was! Remember that, Dave? No, what was the main event? Concrete Crip Match: Dudley's versus Undertaker. Ah, Woo-hoo! that's right. Ratings you bring that up a world. lot. Wah, 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 wah. Let me ask you this. Last week, NXT beats AEW in the ratings, and it was a pretty definitive defeat. Now, can we put our finger on why it happened? Not really. Could be an anomaly. There could be reasons. Could The fan base might be a little disenfranchised right now. You never know. But what does it say about perception if this week NXT were to beat AEW again? with a pay-per-view that was named by Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, this would be, I mean, and again, like, uh, just to clarify, I mentioned about the 2000 back with WCW, but obviously it's been used a lot in the world of the WWE, and especially when it comes to SmackDown. I think uh, 2012, there was an episode of SmackDown that they labeled the Great American Bash. I believe that's the last time was in 2012 that they used the moniker Great American Bash until what we're going to see on Wednesday. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think, Bully, if, if the Great American Bash beats Fighter Fest, because the Great American Bash, to me, it seems like they, they kind of just threw this together the last couple of weeks. This isn't something they've been promoting for months, like Fighter Fest has been promoted. So, like, I, I, I find it funny. Yes, I know that it was, there's a lot of history with the Great American Bash and that the WWE used the Great American Bash close to the 4th of July. But uh, it's been a while. It's been almost a decade since they used that moniker. But to answer your question, Bully, if the Great American Bash in the ratings beats Fighter Fest on Wednesday, that is going to be a big to-do. There's no doubt about it. Because the Great American Bash was created by Cody's father, Dusty Rhodes. I'm sorry, but I think it's in poor taste. Now, you can mention that the WWE used it. You can mention that it's been used many times with the WWE. You can mention that it's close to 4th of July weekend. I think just randomly using this on NXT for the first time to go up against a free pay-per-view for AEW, I, I I think that's in poor taste, and I think it's a low blow. Now I know that this that the WWE or NXT and AEW has made certain jabs at one another. I know that AEW has made jabs. When you start using a creation by someone's father, I, I think that's that's hitting below the belt, bully. 
I think using Great American Bash to counter-program against Cody Rhodes, to me, is in very, very poor taste. And I got to be honest with you, my opinion, Bully, you can have a different opinion, and you know the Busted Open Nation could have a different opinion. I think that's in poor taste to the point that I know I will not be watching Great American Bash live on Wednesday. Because I think that's in really poor taste to take an idea that was created by Cody's dad and using it against him. I think that's a low blow. When you Whenever you, whenever families involve like that, that's a low blow. And now knowing that the main event is not even going to be a title match and it's a non-title match, uh, I'm still going to watch it. Of course, I'm going to watch it. I'm a fan of NXT. I'll be, I'll be showing my support to Fighter Fest on Wednesday night. That's what's just me. Di- but what's different from the WWE doing this? as opposed to how many times they've used Dusty's name and likeness in the past to pop a rating or to name an event or to do anything to attract eyes and ears with Dusty's name. Isn't this kind of the same thing? It's not, Bully, because it's one thing to use a legend and somebody that the WWE has highlighted many, many times. Even to the point of bringing back war games, which we were really excited for, even though it wasn't the war games, the traditional war games that we fell in love with. They threw this together over the last couple of weeks. Okay, this was not a plan for months and months. This is counter programming against Fighter Fest. And to use this name. There's, first of all, there's no, there's no reason uh, to use the name The Great American Bash, all right? That's never been used in NXT. It does, when you think of The Great American Bash, you don't think of NXT, okay? I understand it's close to 4th of July weekend, but we haven't heard from The Great American Bash in years. And it's a creation from Cody's dad. I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of like spitting in his face a little bit. I'm sorry. We're going to counter-program against Cody. We're going to throw this together really quick, and we're going to name it after a creation from his father. Show some balls. You know what? You come up with a unique name that's, when you think of the name, you think of NXT. I'm sorry. When you think of a great American bash, the last thing you think of is NXT. You're throwing it together just to spike Cody Rhodes. I'm sorry. That's a low blow, and it's in poor taste. I wonder if other wrestling fans feel the same way that you do. Um, I think you make um, a good point coming from the heart of a wrestling fan, coming from the heart of a, of a Dusty fan. Like, I can't, I don't have a lot of, like, counterpoints to what you said. Uh, I gave you the best one that I had. They've used Dusty's name in the past, and you said this was different, and I, and I tend to agree with you. I think this is a, a cold calculated move by the wwe it's a giant middle finger and the giant middle finger comes at interesting timing because like i said wwe beat nxt by about 150,000 viewers last week and if they roll out the great american bash and do the same thing to aew uh this week it's going to be a giant double middle finger so i wonder how many wrestling fans feel the same way you do and are either not going to watch the Great American Bash because of the same reasons you have, or they're going to DVR it and get around to it. 
Yeah, are you going to DVR it, or are you going to not watch it, period? Oh, no, no, I'm going to DVR it. I have to watch it, obviously, to talk about it on this show. But, you, Bully, you know how much of a fan I am of old-school NWA. I, I love it. So the fact that the WWE for a, a while used that as a name of a pay-per-view used to bother me because when I think of the Great American Bash, I, I think of, like, 1986 and, and the cage match between Dusty and Ric Flair, like, you know, when I it's a creation of Dusty Rhodes. So I think they kind of bastardized it to begin with. But now to throw it for like a, I'm sorry, that that's a random NXT show. You look at the card. It's not when the main event is a non-title match, bully. Come on. that This is just a fucking random show. I'm Dave, sorry. But here's the thing, Dave. The WWE have has not had any shots fired at them in an eternity. Anybody who sh- fires any type of shot or presents any kind of threat for the WWE, they will look at it as an act of war and they will retaliate any way they have to, just like they did during the, the Monday Night Wars. Do I agree with your statement about them not having to use the Great American Bash? Uh, yeah, I get all that. But they're doing it because they can. It's because I'm going to take Dusty Rhodes' idea. I'm going to run counter-programming to your original idea of Fighter Fest. And we're going to do our damnedest to beat you. And I'm going to stack the card to beat you. And I'm going to put Sasha Banks on my show against Io Shirai. And give the WWE uh, fan base uh, kind of a dream matchup. It's going to be a good wrestling match, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you also have the strap match with Dexter Loomis. I mean, there's other matches as well, but this that is does, the highlight. That match, the strap match with Dexter Loomis doesn't do anything for me. You know why? They haven't built Dexter Loomis up enough. Strap, matches, strap yeah. matches are supposed to be one of those matches that are so like outside of the box. It only happened in the craziest of circumstances when there's a massive blood feud. Yeah, I get it. He kidnapped him, blah, blah, blah. This has been going on for about two months. You know, I would have. So to me, EO versus Sasha is more must see than the strap match. Plus, strap matches, a little bit difficult to do. I'm sure these two guys are going to put a new new spin on it. I th- I'm sure they'll be successful from it. But I really want to hear from the nation yeah, about how they look at this great American bash situation. Formula One racing on Sirius XM. Precision, performance, and speed. The F1 Series opens Sunday. It's the Austrian Grand Prix. Pre-race coverage starts at 8 a.m. Eastern. Then go live to the track at 9 Eastern for turn-by-turn racing action. Followed by a complete post-race recap. Hear it on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211. Or at home with Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or however you stream in the house. Early in hour one, Bull, you shared some stories of someone who's celebrating a birthday today. Uh, to me, one of the greatest of all time, Terry Funk celebrating his birthday. Somebody else who's celebrating the, his birthday and to me is one of the greats right now in 2020. He may not be a big fan of mine, but I am a big fan of his. And we got Fighter Fest night number one coming up on Wednesday. And that is the one and only Cody Rhodes. Cody, happy birthday, my friend. Well, thank you very much. Can you hear me? We can hear you. All right. You got me on the Zoom thing. I was used to calling in since the last time we spoke. Obviously, you've changed some things up, which, you know, I don't know. I I become less of a fan of yours 
as as every day goes by, as every minute passes, as every breath passes. How are you, though? Uh, if you're asking me, I'm uh I almost had a heart attack in hour number two of this show, Cody. Uh, but uh, now that you're on, uh, I feel a little bit better about myself. It's your birthday. At the end of the interview, I do have a celebration for you. And I got some gifts and things. It's going to be great. And uh, But I, obviously, I'm excited for night number one of Fighter Fest coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool what we've done here in terms of... Uh basically give a pay-per-view over the course of two weeks and do it on free TV, do it on TNT uh, and starting out night one with, with Sheeta and, and Penelope uh, Jurassic express with MJF and Wardlow, the tag team championships are on the line and the TNT title defended uh, all the belts, all the gold uh, on the line. So I'm very, uh, very happy. And the fighter brand, it was born last year in a very odd way and its connection to CEO. And we've got to thank Alex Jabaley for that. And it was one of those things that I wasn't sure how it would fit on our landscape uh, because it was right after double or nothing. And it ended up being one of my favorite shows, maybe my favorite match in AEW, the one I had with Darby Allen. So I look forward to continuing the tradition. Cody with fighter fest taken, uh, taking place over two weeks, is it going to be like, two TV style pay-per-views like standalones or will it almost have like a to be continued feel to it? Ah, that's a good question. Honestly, I think it's more of a to be continued feel, but I'd leave it up to the viewer in terms of how we lay these shows out, where the show ends and does it flow into the next week? I know there's a, you know, not to get too inside baseball, there's some threads and some, you know, elements that are, are within both shows. So it probably will feel like one large show, um, over the course of, of two weeks. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at what's taking place on Wednesday night. First of all, I'm very excited that there's three championship matches, uh, Wednesday night bully, and they're all for the title. They're not non-title matches. That's interesting that we're getting actual title matches on Wednesday. Uh, but it, I really look at what Kenny Omega and Adam Page have been able to do together as tag team champions and an interesting matchup between them and best friends Wednesday night. Well, best friend's been kind of sneaking into that number one spot for, for quite some time. Uh, B- best friends, uh, Trent is a, a total stud, like an absolute warrior. If you've got, you know, a bit of knowledge on, on Trent and what he did with New Japan and kind of the journey he took after he left WWE and transformed himself physically uh, into this performer uh, that he is today. And Chuck is that guy that everyone looks at and sleeps on, and then you don't realize he's in, in, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly competent uh, in the ring. I, I have to root uh, by default for my elite brethren with Hangman and 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 Kenny, but uh, this will be the uh, toughest challenge they've faced yet. Cody, uh, we're obviously our worst critics, our harshest critics. Um, how? Have you been happy with your performances in defending the uh, TNT TV championship? And and which talent do you think has benefited the most from being in the ring with you? 
Oh, well, I, I think as a competitor and performer, uh, I am, like you said, uh, we're always our, our own worst enemies and our own largest critics. I'm very critical from everything from presentation uh, to the match. I think one area that I, I often kick my own ass on is there's that elusive uh, next gear in wrestling. And you'll hear all these coaches or producers, whatever vernacular you're comfortable with, say, get into that next gear. And it's one of those things you really don't know until you know. And when I watch matches back and I, and I find that I don't get into that next gear, that's an area where I know the next week I got to really, in those final minutes of the match, the area that uh, Christian taught me more than anybody else, how to really tell that story and to really go for it. That's an area I always like to improve upon and an area I'm most critical of my particular work and how I compete is, is that final closing stretch. I think in terms of someone who benefited from being in the ring, I mean, I benefit in my own way from being in the ring with somebody like Mark Quinn because his style is so incredibly different from how I was trained uh, to how I compete. I mean, absolute polar opposites. I really thought we started the TNT Open Challenge off correctly uh, with Jack Perry uh, in terms of Jungle Boy and seeing a side of him uh, that we haven't. I mean, he's no longer these guys like Jungle Boy and, and MJF aren't freshmen anymore. This is year two. Uh, and, and we have to see a new side of them. There's only so long you can be that young, young guy on the, on the totem pole. And they're still the young guys, but they're in a different area now. They can't make those baby mistakes. And he, he made very few mistakes in that match. I was very impressed with Jungle Boy, uh, especially just the feeling in there with him. Uh, I've, I've loved every match I've had. Ricky Starks is such a unique example, too. The open challenge was not intended on uh, let's give people a job. Uh, that's not what it was intended on. And if you win the title, of course, you're going to uh, become an AEW you know, member of our roster. But in the case of Ricky Starks, as soon as I got in the ring, I looked at him and thought, man, he's got a like a swag. He's got a, a presence that we're, we're missing in some areas here. And Tony Khan thought the exact same thing as soon as you know, he walked back through the curtain. That was a done deal. And it was something that I had not planned for. So I was really proud of Ricky Starks and proud of the open challenge for being able to do that. You know, it's funny, uh, Cody, we had Ricky Starks on the show just a couple weeks before that matchup on AEW Dynamite. And we have a segment on Mondays called Get Yourself Over Monday. And Ricky Starks actually reached out to us wanting to be on that segment. And I thought that was Real, I was interested by that because, you know, he was on NWA Power and he was really featured heavily on NWA Power. But he understood the significance of getting on, you know, national satellite radio and getting his name out there. And I thought that that was kind of humbling for him to do that because you don't normally put that word together with pro wrestling. And then to see what he was able to do with you on an AEW Dynamite and then get signed, that shows you, hey, not only do you put the work in, but don't have that big head about yourself and think that you've already made it. Knowing that, I think that was a, a successful equation for Ricky Starks, for sure. I got to say, you, you managed to compliment Ricky while putting yourself over and putting Busted Open over in terms of how large busted open is and how thankful Ricky should be for having been on the show. I agree. And I'm glad he did it, but don't forget 
LaGreca, don't forget that you are, you're, you're on a free ride here. You're on a free ride because you got Bully. You've got the star power in the studio with Bully. You've got Mark. You've got Tommy Dreamer. So don't start to get your own big head in terms of this, in this busted open universe because they're, they're the attraction. They're the steak on the plate, LaGreca. They're the steak. You're that little parsley, that little garnish, that little piece of butter on the side. Do you want it? Maybe. Are you going to use Maybe. It's not the end of the world, though. Uh, I, I, I Cody, I have telling to, me that. No, but Cody, I have to correct you on a few things, just so you know. Uh, oh, what wait, are you going to correct me on? What on earth are you going to correct me on? It's well, and then maybe there's some maybe there's some facts you're not aware of. Number one, um, this is a big show. It happens to be the number one sports show on the entire SiriusXM platform. No doubt. Also, like when. Also, when you talk about the steak, and I agree that, you know, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray are the steak, but you have to remember that not only am I, do I own the plate that they sit on, but also the table and the restaurant since I created Busted Open. So the, the name that's on the marquee when you walk into the restaurant to eat those steaks is my name. And right next to that would be creator and founder. But I just wanted to make so, you aware of that. So, you know, those are, you know, those are facts I wasn't aware of. You could say creator founder. You could also just call you kind of a money mark. You know what I'm saying? If you're the one who sets this table, <laughs> well, <laughs> and then and then and then you brought in you brought in the big stars to hang out with you. You know what I'm saying? Either way, number one sports show. I, I love that. Um, you could call it as long as it's not my money. You can call me whatever you want, Cody. I have no problem with that. Yeah, call, calling Dave, Dave and money is an oxymoron. Th those two words do not belong in the same sentence at all. I, I was waiting for you to call me human hat rack slut again because that might be my, my favorite term of all time. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to take a different page in terms of when I look at LaGreca. When I see his social media, I, I'm all, you know, it's a, it's a celebratory day for me. I'm 35. Uh, so I, I'm almost trying to, yeah, I'm almost trying to turn over a new leaf with, uh, with Mr. LaGreca for now in terms of, I mean, he's currently banned from all AEW shows and a lot of people are asking for the, I, I'll admit because of the, the penetration and power of busted open a lot of people are asking for that ban to be lifted there's a little bit of an online campaign trying to get that ban lifted well i mean cody i don't want uh the large busted open nation uh to influence you i am going to do that myself a little bit later on uh when we celebrate your birthday because we do have a little bit of a celebration because you know you are 35 and it's your birthday and i think after you get some of the gifts that i you know put a lot of time into um i i think you're gonna unban me anyway so we'll see interesting yeah, interesting I think, gonna, I think you're gonna like it oh i can't wait i love birthdays by the way that's oh, the, the fat phone fat <laughs> phone drinking if it was dreamer it'd be the fat phone um cody a question for you about something we've been talking about on the show here for the past couple of weeks uh it's a tightening of the screws question uh 
Every Wednesday, we watch AEW, and we can honestly come on this show on Thursdays and say AEW was an entertaining show, which it is meant to be for two hours. It's meant to entertain us, especially with the world we live in today. We need an escape, so your product does an awesome job of that. However, when I look at the product from the professional's eyes sometimes, I see some problems with talent um, adhering to the rules and referees not enforcing the rules enough. The rules and the referees are the foundations of pro wrestling. Do you see this as an issue, and is there any uh, any talk internally on how to correct it or make it better? Well, every week we, we discuss, as far as our coaches are concerned, you know, that's you know, Jerry Lynn and, and Billy Gunn and Dustin and, and Dean Malenko. We talk about, all the stuff you, you just mentioned, but I will say that there's, there's a bit of a, my, my generation is, is kind of quick to bite back when people start talking about the rules and uh, people start talking about psychology and things of that nature. And I'll kind of liken it back. And this is an extreme example, but Harley race in St. Louis has taken backdrops and nobody else on the card is taking backdrops. And all these wrestlers, especially these older luminary wrestlers are telling them how uh, dumb he is and to conserve his body and how the, how a high spot like that isn't worth it. You fast forward to 2020 and there is a lot of rule breaking and there is a lot of uh, high impact, high octane dinosaurs doing shooting star presses off the stage type stuff. When the, the types that get on the internet and we're just really talking that Twitter world, the types that get on there and just bury that modern product, it has a opposite effect. The guys stop saying, Oh man, I really want to listen to this legend. And they start, it becomes so heavy handed that people bite back. you like a dog backed in the corner. So when it comes to curbing and, and, and reinstating the rules and fundamentals and the things that it's built on that you know it is, with my generation, it's a slow and steady thing. It isn't going to happen overnight. I'll give you a prime example of somebody who knows how to do it just right. FTR. FTR went out there with all the, all the modern high-tech stuff, as AA would call it, all the high-tech stuff, but they also had a fundamental uh, tag team match where they're holding the freaking tag ropes. There are guys being trained today who don't even know the purpose of the tag rope. So I look at somebody like that, and they lead by example, and the reason I think they lead by example is because they're so good other people on the roster want to have that match. Other people on the roster want to wrestle with those guys. I have been over the moon in love in terms of that tag team FTR and, and what they represent. Uh, I, I had just a slight knowledge. I saw the, the, the takeover match they, ha they had with Gargano, and, and I, I, I've seen it. But it's about what you've done for me lately. And what they did lately as of last week is kicked ass. So I was very impressed. I think when it comes to rules and things of that nature, you got to lead by example. I, I tried to set an example. Those guys set an example too. I, I definitely think that FTR can help instill more 
psychology and rules into your tag team division. Uh, I asked specifically about rules and the referees. You brought up moves. My question is definitely not about move because I am a very big uh, preponderant of let the talent be talented. Let the, the guys go out there and do whatever they want to do. It's not about a dinosaur doing a shooting star press. He can do it all day long It's if it's entertaining. It's kind of like AEW came out and said, well, you know, with our tag team matches, we're going to have a 10 count for, for double team maneuvers. Well, I, I see that like the tag teams even breaking that rule. So I was just wondering if it was something that you guys wanted to have a, a bit more control of or is the direct direction with FTR that these are the guys that are going to restore, you know, order, you know, to, to the galactic empire when it comes to tag team wrestling. It might be, it might be the latter in terms of them restoring order, which is a really good way to put it. But another, uh, another thing for those who have attended and kind of shadowed the, the AEW events I love that we have a reputation as being a little wild west, uh, a, a little bit. Uh, you mentioned the 10 count and people breaking it. I like that. But one thing you will notice is a it is a very organized and very, uh, very, very critical of itself system in terms of the, the level of competition we want to be at. So when you see things like that, I think you'll see less of it as the weeks go by, it's just a slow and steady thing. It's not something that people don't mention. Believe me, we're talking about it now and it's talked about heavily right there in the go position. It's talked about on commentary every now and then. Uh, it, it's something we're going to hold ourselves accountable before. But again, I'm the type, especially being in management now, I really like to lead by example. If my example can curb some ways and if FTR is example, I think that's a beautiful thing. Cody, I'm I'm very excited for Fighter Fest night number one coming up tomorrow on TNT, and night number two next week. Obviously, having a pay per view quality card on free TV, everybody wins when it comes to that. Um, one thing that we talked about, and I don't know if you were listening to the show before you joined us, but um, we Bully and I had a heated conversation, and it was one of those, I guess, those quote-unquote typical LaGreca rants where I'm cursing and I'm yelling and screaming. And as a fan, and I'm always a fan first, before I'm a talk show host, you know, I am a pro wrestling fan. I've been one for, for almost 40 years now. Uh, um, you know, when you look at the competition on Wednesday with you, I, I have a, a major problem uh, with NXT calling their show on Wednesday, you know, what I've been calling it, the Good American Bash, because I just can't say the original name because it has such a history <laughs> for me, um, especially when it comes to when I, the first thing I think of when I think of the Great American Bash, I think of the cage match with Dusty Rhodes and, and Ric Flair for that NWA championship. And this is my opinion, Cody, and I'm not I'm not trying to push you to say something. And, you know, I've made it publicly and I've been getting some people praising me, some people down down out saying they are not going to watch NXT tomorrow night because of the comments that I made on this show today. But I, I think I understand there's competition and a quote-unquote ratings war when it comes to AEW and NXT. But there's certain things that I think that are below the belt. And to me, 
are some things that you don't go and you don't go there. And and I just feel like naming uh, the show on Wednesday the the Great American Bash is a low blow. And and there's no reason to do it other than a, a random slap to the face. That that's my feeling. There's a million things you could have called it. Why? You know, why call it that knowing it's a, a creation of Dusty Rhodes? As a fan, um, I'm highly offended by it. Do you, do, do you feel like, you know, I'm too out there in left field? Do you think that's my passion and love talking? I mean, I mean, how do you feel about my take on that? So there are two events. You know, people, I think, sometimes mistakenly think that Dusty just named Starcade and Great American Bash and it's well beyond naming them. It's a matter of booking them, of marketing them, of the creation of what the event stands for, especially at the advents of pay-per-view. Uh, my dad always told me that Starcade was for my sister and that Great American Bash was for me. And um, obviously at the time he came up with these events, I, I'm not sure if that was actually the case, but that's what he told me. And that's why it's very special, both events to uh, me and my sister. I, I'm not going to get angry because it still brings up his name in a positive way. Uh, the marketing of the event reminds me a lot of, of what Disney currently does. If you go to Disney World, they still sell Haunted Mansion shirts, and they're all done uh, retro style. That's something that's they market really well. They, they market nostalgia. If you run a sizzle with Sting and Dusty Rhodes and Hulk Hogan – none of those guys are going to be there. Uh, so that's, it's a unique, it's a, it's a unique marketing thing. I'm, I'm not really upset about it. I, I know my sister was kind of, you know, really just thought it was so strange that it was announced willy nilly, uh, last minute in the strangest of ways. I would hope that they do something special with it. Uh, I think our show is better. I think it will be better in execution, but I hope that they do something special with it because I hated what Michael Hayes did with Starcade. Uh, he took a creation of my dad's and he made it a live event because they weren't selling any tickets in North Carolina and he wanted to save his job. Uh, and that, that was disappointing to me in terms of that was the premier event of world championship wrestling in the NWA. And you did what you did with it. And the same, I hope is not what happens with the great American bash. I'm not, upset at anything that brings my dad's name in a in a positive light is it a weird feeling for sure but i've also been in a tag match with my brother uh competing uh ratings wise against the dusty Rhodes tag team classic uh one one guy who i never mind competing with is my own dad i'll never mind that and the great american bash you know or it's it's it is what it is and I, and I would hope that they do something positive uh, with it. That's really all I – the only outlook I have on it, unless I had like three or four bourbons, and then I would have an absolutely <laughs> different outlook on it. Uh, but, uh, but I do, I do want – I like that they bring his name up in a, in a charming and lovingly – you know, a loving way. I, I just hope it's not another Starcade situation. 
Uh, I just want to ask you a question about the younger talent that you have now in AEW. One of the things that I've spoke about is I think you guys are doing a phenomenal job of uh, using your time to help younger guys get over. Obviously, some of the young guys like an MJF, who I know you despise, is utilizing all his time wisely. Um which guys do you see right now? We got Orange Cassidy, uh, you know, sharing the spotlight with Chris Jericho. Who, in your eyes, when it comes to the younger guys and gals, are, are going to be on the tip of our tongue in, in the months to come? Uh, Wardlow. Uh, just everything really? comes up. Wow, really? Yeah. Everything comes up for me, Wardlow. I wish I wish she hung out with a different company, but man, uh what a beast, what a true impressive athlete in terms of what he can do with the high tech stuff in the ring. Uh, the fact that he's put on all that size and he's done it, uh, drug free, uh, he's functional, strong. They're not just show muscles. I know myself because I've been in the ring with him. Wardlow is somebody that I, I think has a really, really good chance to be a major star in the entire, you know, wrestling world. Obviously, he's with MJF and they're they're great together. I think a reinvigorated uh Mr. Brody, uh Mr. Brody ain't the youngest cat, but you're only as young as, you know, the years you've been doing this in front of the viewer and this he's entered his prime uh in in a real positive way. I love I love what I'm seeing out of out of Mr. Brody. And then you have people like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus who really stepped up last week. Uh, Ricky Starks, uh, who's brand new, another another young young stud. Uh, but Wardlow, more than anyone right now, is somebody that I see kind of changing the game. That that I just I just got to mention this. Um, the, the names of the ladies are slipping my mind right now. The Greco Abaddon. I bet you're I bet you're gonna yeah. mention Abaddon. Yeah, Abaddon, and what was the other girl's name? Anna J. Abaddon. Anna J. Yeah. and yeah. Abaddon. I think maximized their five minutes more than I've ever seen anybody maximize their five minutes in recent memory. I thought both of those women got over in a short period of time and could be future stars for AEW. Do you agree or disagree? Absolutely. I, I am. Anna Jay has had nine matches, nine matches, and she already has a really good firm grasp on what her presentation wants to be. She's eager to learn uh, and she's she's homegrown. She's actually not from the independent scene. Uh, she's not somebody who went viral on social media. She came from the nightmare factory. Uh, bully in a weird way. Uh, you can take some credit for Anna Jay because whether you know this or not, I think I've told you, privately, but QT Marshall really only declares one person ever having had train him. And that is is you. And QT trains, whether you guys get along or not, QT trains, I'm, I'm going to say almost identical to how you trained uh, when, when it comes to his school in the Nightmare Factory. And Anna is somebody that he's trained and done a great job with. So she's someone you can, you can partially take credit for. Abaddon uh, is, is really just such a unique situation. We had her in Texas for AEW Dark, and the internet went nuts over her. Uh, Kenny Omega uh, wanted to sign her instantly. Uh, really, really special, and they're polar opposite types of presentation and performance. So you could see a lot from those girls for sure. 
Well, listen, Cody, um, I know time is short. We've already had you on for 30 minutes, which is incredible because, you know, you fill up the time unlike any other guest that we have here on Busted Open. And I'm looking forward to night number one of Fighter Fest. It's going to be huge. Obviously, the main event uh, for that AEW TNT championship between you and Jake Hager is going to be huge. And I'm really looking forward Tonight, number one, but I did promise you before we let you go, and I hope everybody, you know, watches AEW Fighter Fest night number one, Wednesday night, uh, DVR the Good American Bash and watch it at your leisure. Um, but Cody, it is time now for your birthday party. Yeah, baby. So, Cody, I know there's been a lot of grief between you and I, and I know you banned me from AEW, but I really feel, since it is your birthday and you've now turned 35 years old, so some of that comes with maturity, and I'm sure you won't fly off the handle like you did the last time you were on the air. And we could turn down the music just a tinge, because it is a little loud. I I am 48 years old. Um, Can you see me, Cody? Cody, you still there? Did Cody just hang up on me? (laughs) After all the time and effort that I put into this birthday celebration, Cody actually... Hung up on me. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. We'll see if we can get Cody back, or I'm, or I'm going to have to return all these great gifts. We'll find out when Bully and I are back right here on Busted Open. Formula One Racing on Sirius XM. Precision, performance, and speed. The F1 Series opens Sunday. It's the Austrian Grand Prix. Pre-race coverage starts at 8 a.m. Eastern. Then go live to the track at 9 Eastern for turn-by-turn racing action. Followed by a complete post-race recap. Hear it on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211. Or at home with Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or however you stream in the house. I can't believe he hung up on you. I, I'm, I, I apologize to the nation who had to listen to me cackle like a husky walrus for 45 seconds. I nearly gave myself a heart attack. I was laughing so hard. When I laugh too hard, I feel like my head is going to explode because I've had so many concussions that the blood rushes through my head. So between my head feeling like it was going to explode and my chest palpitations, oh, that was so funny. Well, I mean... This is where Cody finds himself in trouble. And listen, I respect Cody as a wrestler. I still stand what I said about tomorrow night when it comes to the Good American Bash and Fighter Fest. And I actually thought with, you know, age comes maturity. You know, turning 35 years old, I think there's a sense of maturity that comes with growing older. Obviously, Cody has that maturity in the ring and as a mind when it comes to pro wrestling. But as outside of that, obviously he has a lot to learn and he still has uh, time to grow, which by 35, you would think he would reach that point yet, but obviously still room to grow for Cody. 
Um, I'm going to do this because I am a professional bully. So, <laughs> what, why are you laughing? Are you laughing at the word professional? No, I'm reading social media. <laughs> well, I am going to lay off because there's other things to get into today. All right. When the show is over and it's all said and done, I am going to social media at David LaGreca one. And I'm sure Gabby will retweet it at busted open radio. Maybe you will too bully since you're getting such a kick out of it. I will address Cody hanging up before his birthday celebration to the point where I will open up the gifts that were intended for Cody. I, Why don't you I, open I, now? Open no, it now. No, 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 I'm not going to do it. You don't want to open he, the gifts? <laughs> How many gifts did you get? I got four gifts for Cody, plus a nice heartfelt card and a cake for Cody as well. I had a cake and had it specialized just for him. What, are you trying to fatten him up before his match with Hager? No, obviously, uh, I was going to send it to him so he would get it after the match. Probably be melted, but... uh, I mean, here is... uh, Here, I'll show you the cake and the time and effort that was put in to getting this all together for... For Cody, there you go. It's to say, happy birthday, Cody. Look at that C that I made, because I did that myself. you, You made that yourself? I didn't make the cake myself, but obviously I put the time and effort to put Cody on You it. bought a cake. Why couldn't you bake him a cake yourself? That would have but been from the heart. Anybody can buy a cake. You went to Carvel and you bought a cake. I'm because, shocked that you actually put your hand in your pocket. That's first of all. But if you truly want somebody to know that you appreciate them, you make something from scratch. Instead of going to buy a card, you write your own card. Instead of going to buy a cake, you bake your own cake. No, no. Because, Bully, have you ever had an ice cream cake from Carvel? Of course. I'm from New York. Everybody eats uh, Carvel. I, I ate too much is, Carvel. There is nothing better than ice cream cake from Carvel. Nothing. Okay? Now, maybe, you know, him not being from this area and not understanding how important those chocolate crunchies are that are embedded into the Carvel ice cream cake. You missed out, Cody. You missed out. So I will address this after I am a professional, obviously. I'm not going to lose my cool. I'll address it once the show is over. Go, you know, go to at David LaGreca one and you'll, you'll find out what I'm talking about. Wait, 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 wait. What are you going to do? Oh, you'll see. You know those fucking gifts that I put the time and effort to buy? Let's see what happens to these gifts. I'll, I'll open the gifts in front of You know what? Because it's not about Cody anymore. You know why it's not about Cody anymore? Because you know what, Cody? You disrespected me. You disrespected the show. You you didn't do your home. See, when I interview Cody Rhodes, you know what I do? I do the research. Okay, so Fighter Fest is coming up. So you know what I do, Bully? And I know you do this as well. I looked at the card. Who's going to be wrestling on Fighter Fest? Oh, this would be a good question for Cody, blah, 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 blah. I understand going into Wednesday. Hey, you know what? His dad invented the Great American Bash. That's something that could be a topic on the show and something to bring up with Cody because it's heartfelt. There's passion there. We have been nice enough to put Cody on this show many, many times, right? So you would think 
that Cody would do the homework and understand what Busted Open is all about. Did he do the homework? Did he know, Bully, how long this show has been on the air? Did he know that I created and founded this show? Did he know those things, Bully? I'm asking you the question. Did he know? Um, If he didn't know, you smartened him up. You told him about the whole show being number one. And listen, I'm proud of you for defending your turf. You did a good job. Because lately, you've been doing a shitty job of defending your turf. You let people come on this show left and right and bury you. Conrad last week, just bury you, bury you, bury you, walk all over you, and you do nothing about it. At least you did something about it with Cody. And we'll have a chair dance competition to address those comments from Conrad Thompson. He sent out a tweet today. Conrad and we'll, and we And we will address those things with him, you know, the week of my birthday. Right here on Busted Open, we have that chair dance challenge with myself and, my and Mark too, Henry. And, and oh, well, uh, listen, Bully, I think you'll find your way on that as well. Because Am I getting any presents? Just wipe off Cody's name and put mine on. I actually think you would enjoy some of these presents. But I'll open them on social media at David LaGreca1 after the show. So what are you going you to you videotape yourself? But let me finish. Oh, well, yes, I will. But let me right. finish, Bull. Right, let me brother. finish. Don't get hot. Don't get All hot, right? Brother. Let me ask you something. Did I get hot, like you say? Did I get angry? Did I get upset about what the WWE is putting up against AEW Fighter Fest night number one? Yes, you did. Now, did I also say to Cody that there was actually a groundswell of people, because I'm reading it on my social media timeline, of people that are saying, you know what? I'm not going to watch the great American bash because of what LaGreca is saying on busted open. Is that a fact bully? Yes, it is. And then Cody disrespects me. I bought presents. I I bought a cake. I wrote in my own handwriting, Cody on the cake on the greatest birthday cake. You could actually purchase purchase, which is a Carvel original ice cream cake with chocolate crunchies. doesn't get any better than that. Reminds me of Fudgy the Whale. It's better than Fudgy the Whale. Better than Fudgy the Whale? It's better than Fudgy the Whale. We should bring back Fudgy the Whale, only it's in the shape of Dreamer. Go on. And then I take the time. Let me tell you, the gifts that I purchased for Cody, Bully, all right? Look, at first of all, individually hand-wrapped. I hand myself. Let me, wait, hold Monday that, wait, 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 let me see that for night. a second. Let me see that for a second. You're full of crap. Violetta wrapped those. No, no. That is the, look at the, that no, is the look, wrapping look. of a Polish no. princess. Look at this. Look at this. Just oh, so wait, you know. Wait, wait. I, t- I take that yes. back. <laughs> you know what? Here's a, here's a big gift. A big gift. That's the wrapping of, of a Swiss schmuck. Yes. And no, you know what? You know our good friend Scott from Long Island? Good that friend. Makes good some close of the, personal friend. That makes some of the busted open memorabilia. I was actually going to, you know, tout him and praise him because he, him and I actually put our heads together and came up with some gifts for Cody. So I was going to give Scott from Long Island some praise on this show, give him a little credit. I, Cody's taking that away from me. So he's taking away from a Busted Open Loyal, Busted Open Nation member who, uh, by the way, had tickets for AEW Dynamite when they were going to go to Newark. So I don't know, Bully. I'm thinking that I 
mature 48-year-old and an immature 35-year-old. I think you need to teach immaturity a lesson, bully. And you want to know something, Cody? I was hoping with this birthday bash that you might lift the ban with me and AEW. Obviously did not have the opportunity to do so. So you want to know something? Chris Jericho of AEW, welcome on this show anytime. MJF, who I despise, is welcome on Busted Open anytime he wants to come on. Private Party, FTR, you name it. Luchasaurus, anybody, Abaddon, all welcome to come on. AEW, you know, fresh off an AEW Dynamite before or after, wants to come on Busted Open to promote. You are welcome to come on Busted Open. But there is one particular member of the AEW roster that as of today is no longer welcome to come on Busted Open, Bully. And that name is Cody Rhodes. Yes, that's right, Cody. After the immaturity that you showed on my show that I created and founded, you, sir, are now banned from Busted Open. Banned. The Great American Ban? The Great American. You want to call? Oh, yeah. You want a Great American? That's right. The Great American Ban. Cody Rhodes, you have been banned from Busted Open. Use wow. the hashtag Great American Ban. You can at Cody Rhodes all you want. And if you do, use the hashtag Great American Ban. Because until I get an apology, because let's face it, bully, having this party was my way of apologizing, though I don't think I needed to, my way of being mature and an olive branch of friendship to me and Cody to get myself unbanned from AEW. But you know what, sir? I'm sorry. It's much too late because now you are banned. And I still, you know what? I still feel the same way about the Good American Bash and Fighter Fest night number one. That has not wavered. I have not wavered in my opinion but you, sir, are banned. You are no longer accepted to come on this show. And not only since I'm the founder and creator of this show, it's even with you want to go on with fucking Ryan McKinnell, pal? Ain't happening. You're banned on Saturday as well. You are. I take the time out to, to, to put Cody on a cake that I bought from Carvel. I take the time during. Monday Night Raw, where my attention should be elsewhere, to wrap those gifts, put time and effort and thought into those gifts, you, sir, are banned from Busted Open. From this day forward, Cody Rhodes is banned from Busted Open, Monday through Saturday, 9 to noon. Dave, you know what's going to happen, right? Every what's single that? fan of this show is going to pick up their Twitter and they're going to tell Cody that you're banning him. I make no friends. WWE is not a fan of mine right now. And Cody is not a fan of mine right now. Because I stand by what I say. I'm a true believer. I have passion and love from the Busted Open Nation to back me up. I know they're going to back me up on this. 
And you're yeah, right, they, they might back you up, but they are about to blow up Cody's Twitter with you announcing the official ban. This might be the first banning in the history of Busted Open. No the gifts for you, ban. Cody. No gifts for you. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.